Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. was that we're racing toward the finish line and there's so many people who need to hear the gospel and and he talks about it a little bit later you know if you marry well now you have other things that you have to deal with other responsibilities that you have to focus on but if you're single you can just serve the lord single-mindedly and wholeheartedly and oh i wish but but if you don't have that gift it's better to marry than to burn with passion as you're probably well aware Taking portions of scripture and twisting them to the extreme is quite the common practice of many. Perhaps more common of these is when it comes to marriage. In today's message, Pastor Robert reflects on Paul's instruction regarding marriage, celibacy, and wholeheartedly serving the Lord. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. met a few people who were gifted by God to be celibate and just serve Him and follow Him and trust Him. And they, early on, they realized, you know what? This is what the Lord has for me. I'm okay with this. This is good. I'm just going to give myself wholeheartedly, single-mindedly to the Word and to the Gospel and to serving the Lord, and, and, and that's good. If you wrestle with it, well, then that's not your gift. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to sweat it. More than likely, that's not your gift. But he has gifted some. That's what he has for them. That's his perfect plan for their lives. As I said in the beginning, if, if that's you, then you, you know it. If you're concerned and wrestling with it, then it's probably not you. He probably has somebody out there for you. But don't go in search of them. And we'll talk more about that in just just a minute as well. But, you know, there, there's some people that, when you think about it, God has gifted them to, um, to be single and to stay that way. Jesus talks about it in Matthew chapter 19. He says that, you know, there are people who were made eunuchs by men and to serve the king or whatever, there, and there were some men who were made eunuchs or made themselves that way so that they could serve God. He, he was talking with his disciples about marriage. They were kind of wrestling with the subject even back then, it's not a new controversy. And, he, and Jesus dealt with it. He talked to them about it. What Paul is saying, he says, you know, I wish everybody could just be like me. I mean, Paul was convinced that because it was his gift, at least at the time when he wrote this, that 
you know, it was it'd be a good thing if, if all of you guys could just not worry about a wife and a family and just be focused on sharing the gospel. There are so many people who are going to die separated from God unless they're told. And he looked at his own life, traveling around from prison to prison, basically. Everywhere he went, he got beaten and jailed. You know, who wants to take a wife into that? And that was, that was the context. You know, Martin Luther had a similar attitude. Martin Luther was a wanted man. You know, he had come against one of the most powerful entities in, in, in his world in the 1600s, the Catholic Church. He stood up. It took amazing courage to do what he did. And the system, the, the, the Catholic hierarchy came after him. Even the king issued a warrant for his arrest. I mean, it was, a, it was an ugly situation. And he said, you know, I can't marry. How can I bring a wife into that? And so for years and years and years, he didn't. It's an interesting story, actually. His wife was a nun named Kate. There were about a dozen of them, I think 13, who, because of everything that was going on, you know, people, priests and nuns were deciding to leave the Catholic Church. And there was a group in, in one convent that decided they wanted to leave. But you couldn't just say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm leaving. I changed my mind. And because they were held captive, they were not allowed to do so. And so this guy gets a, a wagon and a bunch of beer barrels and he goes into the convent and he puts a dozen nuns in the beer barrels and sneaks them out. And they all got married within a couple of years, except for this one, Kate. And Martin Luther had been involved with the whole rescue operation and he tried to get her married off, you know, he tried to, nobody would take her. And after a while, she just proposed to him. She said, you know, if, if you were to ask me, I wouldn't say no. He was in his 40s. She was in her 20s. Didn't really look good. But it was God. He put them together. It's, it's a fascinating story. But Martin Luther was a man. He looked at his life and he said, you know, it just wouldn't be right for me to do it until a young woman came along and said, Maybe not from your perspective, but from mine, I think it, it is right. I believe it's God. And he realized that God was giving him the perfect partner. And when you read the story, it's apparent that, that she was. You know, Father Alberto Cudier, you guys know the whole sensational hoopla here recently. And it's sad. It's a really, really sad situation. Without going into all of the details, the, the thing that I, that I feel like I need to point out to you guys and, and that we need to consider, not the debate. I mean, it's the idea of celibacy as being more spiritual than marriage is not in the Bible. It, they, they take what Paul said and kind of expand on it inappropriately and make it a mandate. And so men and women who are not gifted by God to remain celibate, celibate are forced, in a sense, to do so. And I, I, you know, I really I grieve for for him, but I wish he had handled it a little more wisely, rather than having an immoral affair. I wish he had just said, "You know what? I, I made a mistake. You know, I don't believe that that I can remain celibate. I'm going to get married and have a family, and so just step aside, step down." 
Instead, he just switched over to the Episcopals and they embraced him. And he's actually preaching in the church in my neighborhood this weekend. Well, actually, I guess it's kind of a permanent thing. Even though he's not a priest, they found a loophole. So he and the bishop are sharing the pulpit up there today. And there's such confusion. And that's my point. Such confusion. The Bible is really clear. It's really clear. Celibacy is a good thing, but it's not a mandate, and it's not even the best thing. And that's point number two. Did you notice that Paul says, you know, man, I wish, I wish all you guys could just be like me. I mean, Paul's perspective was that we're racing toward the finish line, and there's so many people who need to hear the gospel. And, and he talks about it a little bit later. You know, you, if you marry, well, now you have other things that you have to deal with, other responsibilities that you have to focus on. But if you're single, you can just serve the Lord single-mindedly and wholeheartedly and, oh, I wish, but, but if you don't have that gift, it's better to marry than to burn with passion. It's better to marry. Now, that's what God said right back in the beginning in Genesis chapter 2. He looked at the situation there in the garden. He looked at Adam, and the first time he said something was not good was when he looked at Adam. And he said, this is not good. It's not good for man to be alone. But I want you to think about the, the first time this comes up, the first time it comes up in the, in, the, in the Bible. It's always good to pay attention the first time something is dealt with in the Scriptures. How does it happen? What takes place there? Did God say to Adam, listen, you know what? It's just not good for you to be by yourself. So take off, buddy. I'll guide you. Go find her. Hide and seek. She's out there somewhere. No. He caused a deep sleep to come over Adam. He said, you know what, buddy, take a nap. I'll deal with this. Don't go looking for your partner. Such a distraction. You single men, speaking from experience, okay? You know, I mean, I was in my mid-30s when Elizabeth and I met. I just looked up one day, and there she was. I couldn't breathe. Just took my breath away. No joke. I, I turned around. My, I was actually avoiding eye contact with her. My secretary brought her over to my desk and made me turn around and said, I need to introduce you to one of our new students. And I turned around, and those blue eyes, I just, I just took my breath away. You don't have to go looking. God brought her all the way from Denmark. I never would have found her. Do you understand? Impossible. Three billion women on the planet. I never would have found her. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more. But we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia. So she reached out. She was all excited. 
that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff, I don't want the fluff stuff, I, I want things that are really some tools that'll help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I wanna do it, I have time to do it. So we did that, we sent some books, we sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that and they started a little Bible study group and, and God was just using that little 15 minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.